We're back. Again. Midwest Vegan Radio. Oh, yeah. That's who we are. Yeah. Mid- Midwest Vegan Radio. Episode 22. Episode 22. We are super... No, cool doesn't rhyme with 22. No. Um, it's episode 22, and we have a lot for you. Uh, <laughs> I'm awesome. I know. I know. Well, maybe. Maybe we don't have a lot for them. No, we always have a lot. But this is well, an extra lot. You didn't talk about quality at all. Quality? Right. Oh, versus quantity? Right. I mean, you know, we have a lot for you. Well, what is a, what is a lot? I mean, there's a lot of goodness. There's a lot of ridiculousness. I guess you'll just have to wait and listen to the episode and find out. It's a lot of life-changing stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's to be determined. I guess. Let us know. <laughs> Did this episode change your life? You're listening to Midwest Vegan Radio. We're sharing all our secrets. (laughs) We're sharing all of our secrets just for you special listeners. With your hosts, Dallas. That sounds so good. And Ryan. Pass the news. So we are back. Um, We already said that. (laughs) Let's start over. Cut. Okay. So, I am Ryan. I'm Dallas. Elliot's over there. Hello. And today, we're going to talk about meat. Yeah, since we brought it up in the last episode, might as we're well. We're going to talk about meat on a vegan podcast. Eh. But don't get mad before you start writing angry letters. <laughs> Wait until you hear what the show's about. Wait till you hear what the, yeah, what we have to say. So, we're going to talk about meat, and I guess what I want to talk about is the word meat. Yes. Like the concept of meat. Um, the concept of meat? Yeah. As... Meets a concept? I think it is. All right. So this is based off of, I mean, I, I am not going to try to explain Carol Adams' theory verbatim because I will fail. From like the sexual politics of meat? Yeah. Sexual politics of meat is um, a good <laughs> good book to read to kind of explore this um, or Neither Man Nor Beast, any of those kind of Carol Adam thing Adam's things but what I will do is I will talk about what I came away with as a result of reading some of her stuff so I can't really say exactly what she was saying but what I can talk about is what I got out of reading it okay does that make sense it does good I understood every word you just said (laughs) oh good so I was reading some Carol Adams stuff and she was talking about meat and what I thought was really fascinating is this idea of meat being a really generic mass term. Mm -hmm. And really, in order to get meat, which is pretty much like nameless, faceless, mass thing, you need to kill individuals Mm -hmm. in order to do that. But then any, I don't know, evidence or reminder or anything about those individuals is completely erased. Yes. In the process of making those individuals into meat. Right? Yes. And so, I mean, which is like in the last episode, you were talking about um, Thanksgiving and your mom Mm -hmm. and you said her. And immediately I thought about your mom and then you said, oh, I mean the bird. The bird was killed. Right. (laughs) And it's like, yeah, because we don't, Oftentimes, we just don't think of I meat. I said she. Well, she. But yes. Yes. 
So, um, you know, but we don't really think of that. And, and meat isn't even species specific. It's, I mean, it's not species specific. We do often, you know, people say chicken, they say turkey, they say fish, in which case the dead animal is is the exact same word as the live animal, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but pretty well, much... not always. I mean, Well, the time... Pork. Well, right, but I, I said in those cases, oh, so okay. chicken and turkey and fish. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't usually say um, eating pig or eating cow. But that's I always true. do. You, that's good, I think. Um, uh, but the exception to that is when you're talking about a kind of meat that isn't socially acceptable to eat, like dog meat. Mm-hmm then you would put the species on the front. So, that is interesting. Or horse meat. Right. Um, so, yeah, I, I, just, I, thought, I just found that fascinating, that whole idea that you're essentially, I don't know, and, and people talk about meat all the time. Like, that's a word that's used all the time. But nobody really seems to think about or acknowledge what that really even Right, we don't call it what is. it is. Right. That's why I always like to, because I don't <laughs> care how I make people feel. Um, no, I do, but um, I will point out to someone. If they say, like, you know, oh, I'm eating, or oh, are you upset I'm eating a hamburger? Like, if you go out to eat with an omnivore, mm-hmm. oh, are you upset that I'm eating a hamburger? Like, I'm, you know... <laughs> apologize to the cows not to me but you know like I was like I try to call them them what they are instead of just going along with what that person's saying I try to correct them and say like if someone says pork I say pigs mm-hmm. reading pigs and giving a being to that yeah people I think feel less badly that's why you I would say most commonly when people are cutting out animals from their diet in a slow fashion, they tend to cut out the larger, more relatable animals. First. Right. Fish are last. Yeah. But almost always. But even, you know, chickens and turkeys are you know, they're called something different. But people don't really relate necessarily, you know. In the same a cow way. is a and a pig is a four legged animal. Just like your Mammals. dog or your cat. And so I think that people feel like they're making a good ethical step when they're doing that, even when really they're still eating a cow. Yeah. And fewer of them have to die in order to feed more people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Or they'll say, I've cut out red meat. Yes, red meat. Yeah. Red meat. Because only animals whose meat is red matters. <laughs> Right? Yeah. I I stopped eating white people. (laughs) Well, I'm glad to hear that. I mean, maybe maybe you should because there's a lot of us and we could use fewer of us. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, it is ridiculous. I think it's ridiculous. But what you wanted to talk about the notion of fake meat. Oh, I hate when people are faux, faux meat. I know I've mentioned this before. Tell me why. Okay, here's the reason why I hate faux meat or fake meat. If you were to go on your internets to Merriam-Webster and type in the word meat, the very first definition of meat has nothing to do with animals. It says food, especially solid food as distinguished from drink. Mm 
or the edible part of something as distinguished from its covering as a husk or shell. Like coconut meat. Right. So meat technically is anything that you can eat. Carrot meat. Yes, anything that's not a drink. Really, there. I think I have heard people talk about coconut meat. Yeah, because it is actually a thing. Yes. Like there's coconut milk, coconut meat. And coconut meat. meat. Yeah. And the shell. Yeah. So the reason why this bothers me so much is because I think um, there's so much of this notion that, you know, what vegans are eating isn't, you know, when we're having these faux meats or these meat replacement things, quote unquote meat replacement, it's not real food. And meat is anything that isn't a beverage, whether or not it comes from an animal. I think what we're discovering through the making of these podcasts is that people rarely say what they actually mean. <laughs> Apparently, we do not know the meaning of the, of, of the words we use. That's, that is very true. But I knew that meat was anything that wasn't... A beverage. That's because you're smarter than all of us. I am the smartest person alive. <laughs> That's why our business cards say vegan know-it-all. Right. It's because exactly. I am a know-it-all. Um, but it just, I feel like when you say like a fake meat or it just makes it seem like it's less, like it's not as good as meat from animals, which... Obviously, it's better than that because nobody died for your fake meat. Not on purpose, anyway. Why are you looking at me like that? Can you say that again? I can try. Please. I don't like when people use the term fake meats. Right. Because it makes it seem like the food is not as good as... Or, like, lesser somehow than okay. meat made from animals. Okay. Did I say that in a strange way? No, I, I get it now. Maybe I just, I don't know. Okay. Right now, I, in interest of full disclosure, there's something going on in Midwest Vegan Radio Studios, which is also known as Ryan's Living Room. <laughs> and uh, there's some issue with their cable, and so the TV cannot be turned off. And so there's a Star Wars movie going on. And it's very distracting. Go ahead, Elliot. Return of the Jedi. I don't know, but there's like little because dancing. Because the Ewoks, Ewoks look like your dog. And the Ewoks look like my dog, Warren. They just defeated the Empire. And there's this <laughs> awesome guy that looks like a fish that comes on sometimes. Anyway, I don't know anything about Star Wars, clearly, but it's. I'm trying so hard not to let it distract me, and yet it. I just can't. Maybe if I just acknowledge it, it will stop. Full disclosure, for but that's listeners. what's going on. So you probably said something completely that ma- that made complete sense, but just my brain couldn't handle. You were busy looking at the, the cute ghost Ewoks. Yoda and so what people, you were people saying. People who are listening to this should put on the end of Return of the Jedi, and they will be equally distracted. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. The whole thing will work itself. And so, out. if the episode <laughs> sucks, it doesn't matter because they'll be distracted by Return of the Jedi. Yes. Right. So there you have it. Okay. Um, okay. So yeah, that's why I don't like the term fake meat. I don't know how... Yeah, I don't even like like a meat alternative. I mean, I will still sometimes use words when describing something like a vegan meat when I say that I'm going to have a chicken something and people look at me funny that I'm like, you know, it's vegan meat. It's... Yeah. And then I usually launch into, did you know that meat is actually anything that's not a drink? So... 
the chicken I'm eating is not made from animals. Right. Or what do you think about meat analogs? I eat them. No, I know, but the, the phrasing is what we're talking about. What do I think of the phrase meat analog? Yeah. I think it sounds too... I don't know. I don't think people understand what that means. Because it's I mean, it just sounds like something technical. related to a computer. <laughs> I don't know. Like think of like algorithms or something when you say yeah. that. I don't know. I've, I don't ever use that term because... I should stop because people do look at me funny. Yeah. So, and it doesn't sound as good. But a lot of the stuff we eat doesn't sound very good. No. Textured like, vegetable protein doesn't sound good. Even nutritional, nutritional yeast doesn't sound good. No, it doesn't. That's why nooch is so cute. Right. Um, but yeah, okay. So I'll accept that. I, I really like the... <laughs> now I'm going to want to call everything meat. Give you me should. some of that apple meat. <laughs> Can I have some spinach meat, please? <laughs> well, you're not removing spinach from its shell or husk to eat it. But yeah, it's... But it's not a drink. No. And it is edible. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That is the... That's the second definition. I want definition. some nooch meat. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's like a topping, though. I don't know. You wouldn't call you salt like it? a salt meat. What? You could drink it, actually. Remember, on the label, it says to put two tablespoons of nutritional yeast in water and drink it. Bulk. That sounds so gross. Yeah. That's yeah. what you said last time we, we talked about that. Yeah. I'd, uh, I had blocked that out. <laughs> That's gross. Okay. So, back to Carol Adams. Yeah. I... I don't know. I just found that really a, like a fascinating concept. I don't really have much. I don't think I have a whole lot else to say about it, which maybe makes for a short, boring <laughs> episode. But just I, I find it really refreshing, and I appreciate it whenever somebody points out something that is like a cultural blind spot. That's, it's just so much a part of our everyday living that we don't think about it. And then when somebody says, hey, actually, actually, um, this is what is true about this activity or mm -hmm. about this object or about this word. It's like you see it in a whole new light. Right. And I really like that. And that was my moment. That was my moment with the with the meat and the individuals being turned into anonymous mass meat. Yeah. Like, you cannot get anonymous mass nameless meat without killing someone who was born, had a mother, yes. you know, had a body yeah. that they lived in and experienced sensations via, <laughs> and then... They were killed, and nobody thinks about them. Like it's almost they, like who they the were. least you could do. I mean, at, at the very least, you could at least acknowledge who they actually were if you're going to eat them. Well, I mean, and that's the whole, you know, you're eating someone, not something. Right. Which, you know, animals are not it. I know that we've talked a lot about language, and I think that is in part because we're so militant. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think it's, 
it is important is to important. say what what things really are. And by things, I don't mean animals, but like what things being concepts or what is so. Right. If you can't, yes, that's a good way to put it. If you cannot be with what is so, God help us. Yeah. <laughs> because, and I think that many people can't, and that's part of why things are so screwed up. I also think it's interesting. This is another thing that I got from Carol Adams. This is just kind of Dallas's uh, reflections on I, reading three pages of Carol Adams' episode. This sounds <laughs> like it's going to be great. <laughs> um, wait, let me get my train of thought back. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> so another thing that I thought was interesting about in, in terms of meat, I think this is, um, and being with what is so, it's fascinating to me that people who do not eat animals, people who do not perpetuate, like support this industry, people who are not doing anything, you know, who, are, who have actively taken themselves out of it, who've made a decision not to participate, are actually the people that know the most about it, you know? Mm -hmm. And the people that don't know anything about this <laughs> right. are the ones that continue to like keep that machine rolling. Right. Like people, like calling yourself a carnivore. <sighs> like humans are not carnivores, people. They're not, you cannot be a carnivore. You cannot subsist only on meat. You would die. That's the Adkins diet. <laughs> well, yeah. And I mean, didn't people have, have like to? crazy kidney problems with that? You have to have fiber. You have to. You ha fiber is how you release toxins from your body. Plain and simple. If you were a carnivore, like a tiger, you could subsist on meat alone. On dead animals alone. Mm -hmm. That kind of meat. That kind of animal flesh. You could subsist on animal flesh. Which is appropriate if you're a tiger. And even they will eat grass, as we've discussed previously. Even carnivorous animals will eat grass when they're blocked up. Because yeah. that's what... Animal flesh does to your insides. Yep. But people call themselves carnivores because they, they're canine teeth. And they think because they eat meat, they're carnivores. I think I just, I'm laughing over here just about the, the whole idea that we have canine teeth. <laughs> well, what else are they for if not to eat dead animals? Yeah. Or I shouldn't even say dead animals. I mean, just to eat animals, animals right? Because... Yeah. I mean, usually carnivores don't really seem to care if an animal's dead or alive when they're eating. No. And they don't cook them. Him or her. No, they don't. They so, eat, and they eat the skin. So we don't really, and you know, all with the these canine tendons teeth, and we ligaments. Don't, and... We don't just tear into a rabbit that no. we chase down. We're the only species that has to cook meat before we eat it, correct? Yep. Yes. And the only species to drink milk beyond infancy and the only species to drink milk from another species with few exceptions. Like cats. Like what? Like cats. Because people give cats milk. Right, yeah. I mean, and there are very few exceptions, like, you know, where a, I don't know, a, a pig fosters a puppy or yeah. the other way around or something. That's not, it's not necessarily natural. And I suppose, yeah. But, but that this speaks is, to how amazing, just like other, you know, like I could be capable of if you had a child and we're not capable of, if we were in some bizarre situation where there was no other food sources, I could technically be capable of lactating to feed your child. Yep. Which speaks to how amazing yeah. and like us other animals are. And 
it's really something when you think about like, oh, why don't you get on your knees, go wrap your lips around a cow's udder, and just, you know. Suckle. Suckle for a while. A lot of people think that's pretty gross. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, anyway. So, um, yeah, I, I just, I think that that's amazing. And that certainly applies to a whole lot of other things, too. A whole lot of things where people who don't know anything uh, <laughs> are the ones who yell the loudest. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, just the ones to kind of blindly go about. I don't know. It's a, it's just a frustrating situation. Yeah. For me. <laughs> and being the one who knows vegan. what is going on. Yeah. Yeah. Which again, I mean, uh, another tagline or, you know, thing that I say all the time is how hard it is, I think, to be vegan when you see violence where other people don't. Like we see murder where other people see a snack. Yes. Or and, just a TV commercial. Yeah. Or a billboard. You see yeah, I mean, violence like, and suffering. Yeah. So, yeah, this is... Where it, other people are getting ideas for dinner. Yeah. We see pain. Because that is what's so. <laughs> right. And we internalize it. Yeah. So, um, anyway, that that's what I came up with from three pages of Carol Adams and the topic of meat. Best episode ever! <laughs> yeah. And again, you guys, um, we do. We, we are nitpicky about language mm -hmm. because it matters. Because, the, I mean, you have to say what you mean. You have to say, you, ha you have to be able to articulate what you think. Because, especially with abolitionism, because people will try to, you know wiggle their way around mm -hmm. and with try the stupidest things with the stupidest thing. And like so plants have feelings. We haven't, we haven't thrown that one out there for a long time. Well, I mean, that's why I don't say factory farms anymore mm -hmm. unless I specifically need to, for some reason that is You're con contrasting. Well, yeah, unless I really am talking about factory farms specifically, what I mean is factory farms and not far, you know, not, Places where animals are raised for food, you know, mm -hmm. or kept for food. Um, you know, otherwise people, they're just going to hear factory farm, factory farms are bad, factory farms are bad. And then they're going to go and be, you know, come back to you next month and say, oh my gosh, I found this great <laughs> family farm. Right. Where I can buy my meat. <laughs> my meat. Because it's theirs. Yeah. Yeah. Because they just decided. You know what? I think I'm just going to like... I'm just going to kill you and eat you. You're mine. That's what I, when I talk to people about that. Um, when, and I do, again, when I'm bodily integrity being with people. Yeah, I talk about bodily integrity and consent. But I also, you know, when people say, oh, you know, but I only buy, I only buy free range and, you know, or organic, which doesn't mean anything. But, you know, they think it does. So I only buy, and they're from really great farms. And the animals had such good lives. And I say, Really? Well, I'm going to just say that you've had a really good life and uh, <laughs> I have a knife in my car. So just hang and I'm on. Hungry. Just, yeah, sit tight here. Um, you've had a great life. I'm going to be right back and I'm going to slit your throat and then I'm going to eat you because I decided to. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, I felt like it. I, I, don't I think need it's to. funny when people say, 
I could never give up my ex. Usually it's cheese, but I could never give up my meat. I could never give up my cheese. I could never give up my chocolate. It's like, yeah. how is that? How is it yours? How is that being yours? Well, animals are property. And I mean, that's, they legally are property. We relate to them as property, which is part of the abolitionist you know, ideology and belief system. We're trying to break that. But, um, so I guess basically what we're, what we're saying, what we're encouraging is that you point out what it is. You say, you say the truth. Yeah, you do because human beings are social verbal animals and virtually, I mean, hardly anything happens in the world without a conversation happening about it first. Mm-hmm. Hardly anything. Um, so, I mean, in terms of the human world and human Well, like, dynamics, we didn't have a conversation first about you sitting on the couch. No. We said hardly anything happens in the world without there being a conversation. Well, I mean, I guess what I mean is larger things, like systems, projects, right. organizations. I was just making fun of you. <clears throat> okay. Well, we can get... There are always exceptions, but many, many things of any degree of import, there's some kind of conversation there was, which is why, again, I believe that conversations are going to be the key to this radio show started with a conversation. It did start. And this, the whole radio show is a damn conversation. It is. That's all it is. But I, all it took was me saying, Hey Dallas, I want to do a podcast. Want to do a podcast with me? Cool. Ta-da! I don't know how Ellie got sucked into this. (laughs) I'm getting to wonder that myself. Yeah, really. (laughs) Hey, you've had enough bourbon over there. (laughs) I keep you well-stocked in booze. This is is true. (laughs) But there are worse ways to spend an evening than drinking and watching watching Star Wars on mute. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) there are. So... Anyway, that is why we continually go back to language again and again, because it's important. Just trust us on it. Trust us. (laughs) Trust us. We know everything. (laughs) Well, yeah. Okay. Uh, that's, That's that for meat. And so we're going to talk about our product review. Product review. Product review. We're going to do a product review. Yeah. Yay. And the product for today is Cocomels. I don't like them. It's like the secret word or something. Cocomels. You don't like them. I don't like them. I like them. Everybody likes them except me. That's why I'm okay with this product review. Everybody loves them. Yeah. People go crazy for them. They do. JJ's Sweets is the company that makes them. Um, They make four varieties currently. Original, vanilla, fleur de sel, which is salted, and java. And they also make all of those flavors chocolate-covered, too. I shouldn't say I don't like them. I didn't like the one I tried. I think they make a chai one. I think I tried the original. And also, I think I was expecting it to taste like something different. That can mean a lot. Yeah. I was expecting it to taste like uh, caramel, because that's what it looks like. 
Looks like a caramel. Exactly. But it tasted instead like coconut. Because they're coconut milk based. Right. Hence cocoa mouth. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't love coconut meat or coconut anything. I am sometimes Cocomel meat. <laughs> so I did not I did not love the one that I tried, but everybody else. I mean, we had a friend that ran all the way from St. Paul. For <laughs> we those. Did. Which I mean they are twin cities, but still, yeah. I mean that's gotta yes. be what she, like eight she physically miles or ran something? she ran on up her to the feet. store. <laughs> and it was like cold outside. It was cold. Yeah. Um so yeah, I think they're wonderful and, and when they I took do a have bite, a coconut milk you know, flavor to them. When I took a bite and I said, I, I don't like this, like everybody else's hands in the room were like, I'll have it, I'll have it. <laughs> everybody loves them. Yeah. I think they're fantastic. So if you haven't tried Cocomels, get on the internet and find some. Uh, or go to Ethique Nouveau and buy some. In Minneapolis. If you're local. Or just take a trip. Or take a trip. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Cocomels, yum. Okay. We'll link up their website. For me. And uh, yum for me. <laughs> okay, Elliot, great. have you tried them? Not yet. All right. Oh, my gosh. Oh, they're good. I can't talk about them anymore because I'm getting sad that I don't have any. <sighs> so we need to move on. Well, it's a good thing you're going to be at work soon so you can pick some up. Yeah. Um, okay. So on to the green challenge. Yes. It's time for the green challenge. Green challenge. Green challenge. There's no gloves. There's no swords. No white suits. Uh-uh. It's just green challenge. You're just doing the earth is solid. And this green challenge is another one to do with water. Okay. Last time we talked about putting a a bottle or a jar or a jug of uh, wa- filled with water in the toilet tank. Mm-hmm. We're just moving over to a different area to the faucets. Oh, all the faucets in the home. There are these things called faucet aerators. Are you familiar? Never heard of. Okay. Faucet aerators. We'll have a link on the site as well. But again, it's something you, you know, you spend like a dollar 29, do it one time and then you're set for as long as you're living in that location, you can just leave them there and whoever moves in next will have it. Faucet aerators are basically they're like little mesh screens that you twist on to your faucet, right? So okay. um so that when the water comes out, it's not coming out in one big solid stream, it's forced to go through a mesh first, which slows the flow of water down. You don't even notice it, but it saves a little bit of water Mm -hmm. because it's kind of like if you have a hose and then you've got a hose sprayer, right? It's that concept. So it's not just rushing out full force. It's still coming out. The pressure stays the same, but you're just using a little bit less, Mm -hmm. which you I swear, if anybody notices a difference, like and that it matters, I don't know. I'll send you a Kokomel. Uh, but um, faucet aerators, and that's a big deal because we're running out of water. We are. Water is a big freaking deal um, in the world, and, and pretty so, soon we're going to be all idiocracy, and nobody will be able to grow plants because they're feeding them Gatorade because that's what plants crave. Or what was it actually, Brano or something like that? Yeah. yeah. Brano, it's what plants crave. Oh, 
But it's basically like She's a Gatorade. About Mike Judge. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, I'm talking about the movie Idiocracy. This, yeah, water. There's a huge water crisis. I don't mean to like freak people out, but you know, you can do your own research on that. But what I am saying is that it is definitely worth it if you care about the planet. Which you better all freaking care about the planet, or else I'll come and fuck you up. <gasps> because I can. Um, so care. Well, that's. She will wow. sneak into your house in the middle of the night and install a filter on your faucet. <laughs> oh, she will. And you will be so How about you do that instead? That. <laughs> you will be yeah. So... Yeah. What was gonna... that? I well, I was gonna say like that would really, really mess with somebody. Yeah. That would be that would be a better. Effing someone up yeah. than actually effing them up. She will put a water bottle in the top of your toilet. Uh huh. <laughs> in the tank. Yep. yep. And be I'll like, do it. Don't make me do it. <laughs> You'll be like, oh, Dallas was here. <laughs> no, you better just do it first. So, um, faucet aerators, any hardware store will have them. They're super cheap. They just fit on any. They fit on anything. Sink. I even went so far as to. Include them as like stocking stuffers in my Christmas stuff one year. That's actually, you know what? That's because a really good idea. Like really green things yeah. for people to do. For, oh, that's a here's really a kit, good idea. Here's a bottle full of water and a faucet aerator <laughs> and a <Christmas>. bath soak. <laughs> so you can give your bathroom a makeover, a green yeah. makeover. And um, yeah, but really, they're cheap. You can get them at any hardware store. You know, they'll, and it'll just be good. Plus, it'll save you money on your water bill if you pay a water bill. I don't. Which people like me always care about. So. All right. Anyway, yeah, that's just another green challenge. Mm. Take it. Take it. Yo. Rise to the challenge. Meet it. I Well, I'm hoping that that's what I'm getting for Christmas this year. <laughs> for gift mists. <gasps> Two faucet aerators. Mm -hmm. I count two faucets in your home. There are two and one toilet. Oh. So yeah, that that's that. All right. All right. So I got a couple shout outs. Cool. You got any? Let me think about think on it. I'll All think right. on it. Shout out! Shout out! Shout out! Um, I first am shouting out to my husband who depending on the night we record isn't always here, but Recently, he has been here every time we record, and he holds up in the other room and lets us sit here for hours and take over the TV, even though we're not watching it. But Speak I'm... for yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's right. I forgot. You guys aren't even participating in this episode. Mm -hmm. um, once again, it's the Ryan Show. Hey. Um, I think I've participated quite a bit. You have. You have. But you have been distracted. Admittedly. Admittedly, yeah. So anyway, I'm shouting out to my husband, who, to whom I am grateful for allowing us to take over. Well, graciously. Yes. And I have another shout out. Cool. The next shout out is to Chelsea Hassler, who won through um, a, what's not really a silent auction. What is it? Just an auction. Is this a silent auction? Oh, through a silent auction. There okay. was no noise. Well, there was noise, just not related to the auction. Right. So it wasn't like it was in a library. So Midwest Vegan Radio donated yeah. um, 
a spot on our a show, spot. a yeah. guest spot on our show, and Chelsea won. to a silent auction that benefited the Animal Rights Coalition and Earth Save Twin Cities. Mm-hmm. Animal Rights Coalition is a, is a grassroots abolitionist animal rights organization based in Minneapolis, mm-hmm. and Earth Save is uh, Twin Cities is a chapter of the Greater Earth Save, which is a organization that focuses on. Um, environmentalism via veganism, and that group was founded by John Robbins, who wrote Diet for a New America. And Diet for a Small Planet? And Diet for... No, Diet what? for a Small Planet was Fa- Francis Moore Lepay. Oh, that's right. But he did write another book, though, didn't he? Food Revolution. Oh, for Pete's sake. But um, John Robbins also... I, I recommend, you know, check out Diet for a New America, but I think it's really cool because he, he... was the heir to Baskin-Robbins yep. ice cream empire yep 31 flavors and he said you know no yeah. i don't think this is right that is pretty amazing that he did and that. you know so he f- for for went <laughs> <laughs> he um chose to forego a lot of money yeah um to be part of that huge company and um, he talks all about his history in that book Right, and he, yep, so for various reasons, um, he decided that he didn't think it was an ethical way to go, and he is not a rich man, <laughs> I believe. And I'm he, sure he's probably doing okay, yeah, but not Baskin-Robbins okay. Yeah, I don't know, I, I think he might have been screwed in the Bernie Madoff thing several years ago, I don't really know. You know what, though? I guess I would rather have my values and my friends and good health than all the money in the world. Profiting when that money profits and a lot of little plastic pink spoons. (laughs) When that money is made by profiting off of hurting individuals, exactly. I mean, I I would love to have, you know, good health and friends and live a life of values and have all the money in the world, but not if it. Yeah, yeah. I just want to. I'm just throwing it out there. If anyone wants to send me a million dollars, I would take it. I'm not (laughs) saying I wouldn't. I just don't want it to come from from a, a icky right source. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I guess, I don't know, I, I have a shout out in my heart. Okay. Are you going to say out loud what it is? No, I don't, I don't know. I don't have, I guess I don't really have one that I want to talk about today. Okay. Okay. I'm not prepared enough. I'm picking up what you're laying down. I'm, you're picking up. I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. Okay. Who do you want to shout out to? I would like to shout out to Smash Burger, the restaurant, for okay. providing a homemade black bean burger on their menu. Nice. Which they certainly didn't have to do, but it's exciting to go in there and they Where have are they? for you. It's a chain. I don't know if it's local or yeah. what. But There's one in um, on Winnetka, right? I don't know. There's one in Plymouth, where I'm from. Yeah. But it was sweet. I went in there well, expecting Plymouth to find is nothing. Winnetka. But, oh, yeah. Okay. But they have one. It's homemade. It's made of black bean and onions and stuff. So it's I love any time a, a vegetarian or vegan option is provided. Yeah. I think that's like a sign of respect. That's that's definitely cool that they have that there. Yeah. I was um, impressed. I have two things now. Okay, wait. Uh-oh. I want to just say one more thing about restaurants. Mill yes. Valley Kitchen has an amazing... It's on their menu. It's called Vegetarian Mushroom Burger. And they do have things like everything on their menu that's vegan is listed as vegan, which is very cool. Um, this is not listed as vegan because it comes with a salad that has cheese on it, but 
Otherwise, it would be vegan, so just get the salad without cheese. And it is nothing like anything you would ever imagine it to be. So, I mean, you think vegetarian mushroom burger, you think a veggie patty with mushrooms on it. But it is, that's not what it is. It's like, I don't know if they're like ground up mushrooms. Well, you wouldn't like it then because you don't like mushrooms. But it's amazing. It's like the most ridiculous, delicious flavor. It's crazy. I love vegan options like that. And they have um, sesame, like, ginger carrots or something. <gasps> okay. So I have two shout-outs, actually. I've got one for my husband and for Megan Duke. Oh! Because they started cooking at 10 a.m., and they kept cooking till 3 p.m. this past Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. I'm still thinking about it. Aw. I, I had my own chores, but they cooked an awesome meal. It was huge. They fed our friends and me, and it was great, even though they tricked me. They tricked me. They made a pate. Oh. And I ate it, and I said, and you liked it. this is the best pate I've ever had. Ha ha. It was mushrooms. It had not only mushrooms, shiitake mushrooms. <laughs> which are the worst. So, yeah, I I literally, I, I was like one of those people that loved it, loved it. You know, you say, oh, and it's vegan, and then they put it down. Right. So I was like, I really wish you hadn't told me that. I don't know if I could get over it. Um, but, yes, yeah, so anyway, they got me to eat shiitake mushrooms and enjoy them. I don't know if I can do it again. We'll see. <laughs> um, but it was it was good. And then um, I also have a shout-out to the Beagle Freedom Project. Okay. And um, if you don't know about the Beagle Freedom Project, just Google them. They're on Facebook as well. We'll link it. What? We'll link it. We'll link it. Um, But they uh, rescue beagles from laboratories um, through partnerships and such and um, put them into permanent homes where they can be members of the family and loved mm. and have do- have lives like dogs should be able to have and be, you know, adored and cherished and, um, you know, spoiled um, after having been cut open and poked and prodded and sewn back up and, you know, forced to inhale things or had stuff rubbed on them mm. that hurts them and burns them and whatever. Um and so I have a shout out to the Beagle Freedom Project and a very special beagle named Onri. <laughs> I won't say any more about that. Just, okay. Just that I'm very, very, um, very happy that Onri is out and is free. That's awesome. that. That's what I got. All right. Anything else? Um, no. All I'm right. happy with that. Well, I just needed a minute. We hope you enjoyed this short, lazy episode, touching again, yet again, on language. Hey, again, quality versus quantity. Quality. It's always quality. Can we also shout out to Spike TV for playing all the old Star Wars episodes? We sure can. (laughs) Post-Thanksgiving. I think that's pretty awesome. We definitely can do that. Okay. I don't know that Spike TV will care, but we'll shout out to them. They should. Uh, I just like the fish guy. Yes. (laughs) All right. Okay. Bye. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Bye.